0: Okay, so we're back with the Juby Take. I'm Steve. I'm Adam. And with us today is Zach Juby. Uh, good to be back, guys. You know, it's a uh, thir- third time here and uh, third time listening.
1: Absolutely. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's all he ever listens to is when he's on. Okay, and with us are our special guests. I'm going to let Zach introduce them.
0: Uh, with us is an amazing group. I can honestly say it's my favorite band of all time. Uh, today, we have Ebenezer in the house. Ebenezer made up of uh, hey, hey. Josh. And James and Josh and Joey. Yes. What up? What's up? <laughs> Hi. All right, guys. Nice. Uh, we also have
2: one more. It's, uh, my brother, self knowledge. He's not here. He's unfortunately working for the man right now. So
1: ah, oh, that's, that's a horrible, horrible a man thing. Keeping us down, doing that. Retail. Well, we're gonna do this. You know, we're gonna do this for him, and we'll channel what he may say. Can we all have a drink for okay. him? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Working for our, our brother. brother. <laughs> <That's> a horrible <laughs> thing. So.
0: We drink for self knowledge. Yes. Oh, now we drink for
1: anything. Go. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but we can, yeah, we can, we can throw some lofty names to it. That's great. Okay, so I want to find out Ebenezer and and Josh. Where did Ebenezer start?
2: Um, Ebenezer started, uh, I guess, when I was doing heavy metal. I did metal since I was like, you know, fourteen, fifteen years old, something like that. I just got sick of doing that and all the drama and the craziness and the drugs and everything, and kind of just started writing on my own while still performing with these bands and doing all that. And then uh, finally said to hell with it and started doing acoustic stuff like out at Club Red out in uh, Tempe before it moved to Mesa. Hooked up with some cool people, Maddox, you know Paul Benson, uh, and they kind of helped me get my feet up and running you know because at that point i had maybe seven songs or something that i was performing just at like crappy little venues little stray cat dive bars you know everywhere and they hooked me up with sound uh, soundcheck festival i think that was the first thing with like authority zero and a big festival over at club red and just kind of snowballed from there uh picked up charlie and he's not going to like me using his name, Charlie. But uh, he was the first. Well, nobody knows who he is. Yeah, he's so that dude. Okay. He's, he's that the dude. original drummer um, for Ebenezer. He was the very first member, other than myself, uh, to join in. And then it just kind of fell into place. I knew Ryan played music with Ryan in previous bands, and Rudy was actually my brother-in-law, so we we kind of had to let him in. You know? yeah there's always some of that.
3: <laughs> and then it
4: turned out he could actually play guitar yeah, so. he, yeah. eventually yeah <laughs> eventually. From what I understand eventually he he
0: got to a point there Brandy's like, so my cousin we, <laughs> my brother we got we, we have to get let in the band Josh uh, I, I don't know about that and then he can play well,
1: okay, you know the one instance that that we'll talk about later, uh, I noticed that his microphone was turned off was that does that happen a lot?
2: um no, only when he pisses off the sound guy
1: prior to. Uh, Of the show. So there's some of that. So it it evolved into the band that, that, you know, that I came to know, and I too love your music. Um, When did you do your garage, the sound system? I
2: I actually moved into that. I didn't build anything, I decorated it. That's awesome. I decorated it. But (laughs) yeah, um, my landlord's a big uh, selling point for you, I'm sure. That was the only reason we moved in. You know, obviously the last house that we looked at. Um, but uh oh,
1: we're having snacks delivered by the way mr uh, this is uh, John um, Casper is uh, thank you John is handing out his own thank cured you. bacon mm. so that's going to be the sound that you hear in some of the microphones so bear with us
2: wow that is delicious so there's a
1: lot of aspects to our podcast today we're sitting in uh, John and Diane's backyard which is absolutely gorgeous uh, by the pool it's a Beautiful day. The first day I think that we've had that stayed into the 80s. Oh yeah. yeah. In at least 4 months. It's and about
5: time. I yeah. mean,
0: you're welcome. I obviously brought this weather from Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. I brought it from Santa it,
1: Monica, so that's great. But yeah, so in, and shout out to them. Thank you very much for allowing us to be here. Yes. We're, we're going to be watching the Thank Duck you. game later. Go Ducks. So go, uh, Ducks. go Ducks. But anyway, back to uh so you you inherited that room.
2: Yeah, yeah, just I'm still renting it. Um Made the offers to buy it but he doesn't want to sell. because uh, he knows just how much I love it. So he's got me by the balls pretty much. Well. Um, but yeah, completely soundproof. Um if, if here's my address too. No <laughs> stop by any time. I really don't even like telling anybody that I have it just because I'm a you know, I'm
1: a paranoid cynic by nature. Well, since I do the editing on the podcast, we will cut this out. <laughs> he's, he's not. He's not. He's never actually cut anything out. <laughs>
4: it's a lot of uh, post work. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason I bring it up is
1: I've had the the privilege of sitting there and watching you guys uh, rehearse, yeah. and you know, kind of brainstorm on on music. And Zach and I earlier today were talking about one of the songs that we were kind of sitting there when it first was. Just a couple chords And you know,
0: Zach, go ahead and go from there. No, nah, it was super cool. Uh, I mean, le- leading up into that, it was a really interesting story of how I got to meet Josh and got to meet Ebenezer. Um, I was dating a girl at the time, and we wanted to get some consumables for the evening of Fine Manor, so some snacks. Snacks. Okay. We were getting snacks. Juby snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Juby snacks. And uh, that was the first uh, time that I met Rudy. And uh, while talking with Rudy, he's just like, hey, do you like music? I was like, yeah. Yeah, I listen to music. Strange man. Um, <laughs> what like, Here, you should. We're at the Hard Rock. Here's a, here's a ticket. Come see my band. And um, we were friends with one of Rudy's cousins at the time. And so we went to the Hard Rock to see the show. And I wasn't really interested. Didn't necessarily want to go or be there but then the music started playing and it was just insane and uh josh's voice silky smooth with those dreadlocks he had me hooked so uh, like watch the entire show try and say hi to rudy he's the only person that i know that's in the band right after and um after some time building some a relationship with rudy and actually getting a chance i remember like milestone got to into a show for free because Rudy was like, "Yeah, he, he's he, he's fine. You know, we'll give him a ticket, come into the show." And then next milestone, like Josh remembered my name, <laughs> and I remember he forgot. I, I don't know what it's called when you put the metal tube on your finger to go across the stem of the guitar. Slide, yeah, yeah. That slide. You forgot your slide, and so you needed. You asked me to go to the bar for an empty beer bottle, and I just chugged my beer and then handed it to him. And then he played the intro to "Down the Same Damn Road." We're pretty sure it's that song you just slide on. Nothing to lose. Nothing mm-hmm. to lose. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah,
1: almost the same song. Pretty much. Yeah. It really is.
0: <laughs> so playing Nothing to Lose, I'm like, that's my fucking beer bottle. And uh, so I just like feel like this ultimate fan. And I remember being invited over to the studio Josh's house and being absolutely blown away that I, was, I would like to sit in there and couldn't contain myself standing up and dancing. There's not a lot of room with no. everybody in there at yeah. all. No, it's pretty tight. So, of course, I then invited, you know, my... Also, fully grown men, father and brother. It <laughs> took a long too. Yeah, That'll I kind deal. of, I
1: take up some space when I walk into a room. That's, didn't,
0: yeah, didn't feel too bad about it. I mean, we brought a case of beer. Yeah, We
1: always brought beer. Always. We right? Always brought you, beer.
2: You guys always did. I can't remember one time that you came by that you didn't have any beer. Yeah.
5: So those are obviously my best friends. Those kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> so It's well, just common courtesy. Yeah. yeah. I mean you go over to someone's house you gotta bring something parting gifts oh well that's that's very nice
0: yeah so that that coming into all right so now we've been here a few times you know obviously I've no longer like self-conscious about do these guys like me and my friends or not we've you know great vibes right off the bat
2: exactly except for the very first time at the hard rock when I was meeting Ashley your your girlfriend then mm-hmm. uh, you were mean mugging me so hard so hard that I was like who is this tall, <laughs> big football playing? Yeah, we can finish that. Yeah, can curse. We, we can curse. We can curse yeah. that's- a little
1: bit, but Alex listens. You know, our ten-year-old grandson. So, okay. we try to keep it as PG as possible because he loves the podcast.
0: Okay, hence consumables, <laughs>
1: and he keeps us above ten <laughs> listeners. So, without him, we're dropping down into single single digits. So. Exactly, which means right. you get
4: one damn. Oh, I used yeah. it.
2: Oh. oh, it's gone now. It's
1: gone now. I'm sorry. I, I, I totally cut you off, too.
2: Oh, no, no. Mean mugging. The, the, the mean mug. Yeah, you're yeah, mean mugging. That was... Well,
1: of course. you know well, What his was girl, that about? His girl's sitting talking with a rock star.
0: Well, no. Okay, it actually... It was a little bit... It's that. It's that. But it's opposite. Because I'm sitting there like, I have a girlfriend. And I mean, I want them. <laughs> 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 I was jealous. No, you never thought I, about going the other way until I was, that night. I was. Yeah. I, no, man. I was. I was trying to figure out everything that was going on, and I was just listening in on the conversations because I'm pretty sure, to my knowledge, that show at the time was like that's our launching point. We're about to make it. There's a there. there was a big executive uh, for shows in Vegas, yeah. or uh, yeah, I believe it was, and that are there and they're watching, and so I was just like in awe of like this band is amazing, and I know that this sound. And this music is going to be big, whether it be big, nationally known, selling tons of records, or just big in my life. I was processing all of these things. I'm a pretty introspective person. So I have all of this going through my mind and just I was completely captivated by, by you know by Joshua Michael right from the very beginning. That there's there's something about him individually. It wasn't necessarily the band, but it was his vocals and the way he was able to play the guitar that really just like caught me off guard. And so I think that was like a male version of resting bitch face. This, uh-huh. It was like, wow, I'm, you know, this guy I'm, wants to fight. I'm, me I'm right glad
1: now. that I set them on either sides of the table. So we're not going to have any issues with uh, any commingling going on, which would really mess up the podcast. I, don't know.
2: I think our toes could touch under the table.
0: Exactly. Okay. Let's stop that right, right now. Scene.
1: Okay. So the, but the song that, that we were talking about earlier,
0: uh, yeah. So that, after building that relationship and honestly, at that point, um, we had already, Josh had already come up to Flagstaff and, you know, more on this a little bit later with, with Caddy Wampus and kind of the story behind how all of that came to be, which is a fucking great story that we're definitely going to tell.
1: Oh yeah. And we got, we got time
0: for that. But you know, and that happened before and that really set the precedent that we are like, I'm, I'm a part of this group, at least as a friend. And I don't have to feel self-conscious if I want to, Hey, give me a microphone and I'm just going to sing along to all these songs. These guys are, these guys are professionals with their craft and they are very adamant about rehearsing and making a finished product before it's presented to the masses. And I really respected that. So getting on and just like singing backup vocals to Josh over, uh, you know, down the same damn road or this old ghetto is just, I do that in my living room and now the band's playing in front of me. So they're just jamming in between they practicing these songs and that's how Ebenezer kind of gets a bit of its sound. And there's just that. And it literally just started with that. And then Charlie just started in on the drums and then the bass comes in and then Rudy starts playing in the background and it just elevates. And there was just, there was the, like the song was there in a, in a jam and it had this crazy, I don't know the musical term for it, but when it just like it goes from kind of soft and then just like it, it, it drops or it hits or it goes to whatever next part of the, the song. And it's just so heavy. And I get like this crazy, just crazy energy. F- yeah, it just is it in the room. Yeah, And so I grab the microphone and just like start talking and it literally just just talking and trying to make it sound like really profound and whatever's on my mind. I
2: still have those recordings, too. <sighs> I had to save them
0: there's so much fun and it wasn't anything random but this like um I want to say I came up with it but I honestly can't remember and say if I did but just this line of like you have to like you have to get your money right you did yeah. yeah
2: yeah that's where that's where money right steps from
0: yeah so it 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 came out there and so I remember that night and how much fun we were having I'm just singing my heart out into this microphone and I'm I have one line go and get your money right that's I didn't, I couldn't think of a second line what comes before it, anything besides that there wasn't a song it was a line and then a few weeks later because at this time I was living in Flagstaff you know bands in Tempe so I don't get to see him much and I get to see him when it's a show and then to go that and to be like I was in the crowd and there's bam 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 and then the song starts up and to hear it for the first time uh like being performed and I was a part of that I just Immediately wanted to stand around face the crowd, like point to myself and point at the band. (laughs) Figure that they know, like I was, I was there. This this happened.
1: Well, I remember you being angry that Josh didn't mention that you were part of the uh, songwriting, creative process, creative process, and uh, he just went on to the next song. And
2: well, I mean, when you when you start to do that, you have to start paying people.
1: So I don't mention anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, but we don't pay you for you know what we steal from you, so. We're all friends here. You have paid me. All
2: of you have paid me in one way or another. I appreciate that. You just don't know it.
1: (laughs) Well, we definitely support, you know, just I love going and seeing you, you guys, you know, and I'm the, by the way, I'm the creepy old guy that's sitting off to the side watching the band. I
2: think it's very creepy old guy is what
1: you're. Yeah. You're really downplaying You know, and uh, okay. So I was saying it. That's why I downplayed it, you know. (laughs) But you're
2: an intellectual, so it, it kind of balances itself out.
1: Okay. You
5: know. You're somebody you can have a conversation with I was playing with. Ebenezer all day today at work. Oh and all of my coworkers you. know who Ebenezer is. I feel bad for your entire work No, they were no, loving no. it. You know they loving it.
1: You know better than that. Okay, so now we're gonna move into you know, we do have three members of the band now and we haven't really involved them yet, and we will. Yes. That's definitely something where we're going. But I do want to talk about the song that, that leads into our podcast and takes us out, and it's Wampus."
2: Mm-hmm. Pluralizes
1: Caddy Wampi. There you go. <laughs>
5: Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> yes. And so, if you ever get confused, I I, <laughs> Josh,
1: I want I want you and Zach to kind of tell everybody uh, how that came about, uh, Zach's participation in it, the you know the song, you know, just give us the story.
2: Uh, I think I'm going to let you start with it, uh, Zach, because I don't remember half of it. So I'm going to just like fill in and Well, how about, how
0: about, I mean, where, t- tell us a little bit about like Caddy Wampus. Because you wrote, before I had anything to do with it, you wrote Caddy Wampus. Yeah. And you guys yeah. were performing it. Yes. So like where did, I mean, that was like the eb- one Ebenezer song that really has that kind of a reggae dub sound to it. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. What? How did, how did you write that song to begin with?
2: It all started kind of with an idea, obviously, you know, uh, just a message that you want to that I wanted to put out. Because so we had the entire first album and it's a lot about love. Very personal. A lot of it was for me. You know, it was a very selfish thing, that first album. Um, So we wanted, uh, you know, we put Caddy Wampus on the new EP that's coming out December 2nd. You know, find it on iTunes, Amazon, all that other good stuff.
5: Wasn't Caddy the first song written after the first album? Yes. I remember it being on the whiteboard and yes. like you had the first one and then Caddy was down there.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the idea was to kind of take a different lyrical approach. You know, you want to, you know, you get older and you kind of change and you, you learn what's important to you in life. And I think that there's so much, uh, so much of a negative force that we live with and just accept it. You know, every day and the way that our society and our government and everything is, oh, yeah. you know, we just and you accept that. And then we shouldn't accept it at all. So what I wanted to do was kind of uh, give my perspective on it,
1: you know, and, and oh, right. Uh, that, oh, okay. Perspective. That's a everybody is drinks when perspective. Is a oh, wow. I noticed you yeah, guys so were getting excited. a little parched over there because we, <laughs> you know, we do have a staff here at the Juby Take. That will refresh your beverage at at any point, if need be. But the per, yeah the perceptive <laughs> perception <laughs> drinking game started after the first couple episodes, and when we started, uh, I believe it was the first and e- even the second. Second, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Adam, about every fourth word was perspective, because <laughs> to give you a sense of of kind of what the podcast where is about, this started, yeah, okay. Perspective, if you will. I'm <laughs> <laughs> exactly I'm a baby boomer and Joe is a gen Xer and then Adam is a millennial so we have these different generational things and, and we explore different topics and wait talk, genera-
0: what do you mean by things
1: oh, generational
5: a uh, generational perspective perspective sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay this is
1: gonna be a good then we're gonna get good here
4: just right in the mic just do it
1: that's awesome. That's All a right. performer right there. Good job, Josh.
4: That's the, that's the cue for the audience playing along, right?
5: Exactly. Well, yeah, we always,
1: we always tell everybody, if you're going to listen to the podcast, you need to have a beverage handy.
5: Yeah, Yeah. this is not one that you, you listen to while sober. So what we did... <laughs> that what, pretty much sets the mood, right? After,
1: after, the first, uh, after the first couple episodes, we decided that we were going to have a drinking game, yes. and we were including the audience. So every time perspective is used... There it is. <coughs> there
6: it is, right there. Yeah.
1: Then you take a drink, and so that's how that started. Now the next thing I'll say is is what we've done is we do a buzz level because you know as the the podcast progresses and at different points you know sometimes we start a little earlier than the beginning of the podca- podcast. Uh, so we do a buzz level, and it's between a a one to ten, and you can go to two decimal points, and beyond that it's just tedious
0: so you can see they, they've explored the parameters <laughs> yes. of how this works out They're <laughs> so, very familiar with so,
4: science so that is- i know that i'm following along correctly you could be a 325 but god help you if you're 5.656 exactly right
1: because you're <laughs> just, yeah you've gone <laughs> too drunk if, if you if you're there you're just, drunk. just you've just gone ridiculous. too far you've gone to that third percentage point and and at that point you know nobody cares you're gonna lose your audience
2: uh tens and hundreds right <laughs> Okay,
1: so that being said, uh, back to what we were talking about.
2: What were we talking about? Uh, Caddy Wampus. Caddy Wampus. Yeah. Caddy and, Wampus. Oh, and how yeah. it came about. What, yes. What's behind okay, it. Okay, so I kind of made a conscious decision to make uh, this entire new EP uh, with positive messages that weren't for myself. You know, something for other people because that first album was so selfish. You know, um, very literal explanations of my life in that first album. So I wanted to kind of put something out for people, for everybody else and not so much for myself. So how do you... What's the best thing that you can do uh, with a platform, right? You try and give people education and and knowledge uh, because that's really key currency in life is knowledge, you know? Yeah. That it's something that... (laughs) that and time the two most important things i think in in life right there time mm-hmm. and knowledge that was my way of giving something contributing to to the rest of the world i like you it know? um wampus is specifically about you know what do you want to be remembered as you know and what do you want to do with your time that you have here you know it's it's very uh, i don't want to say philosophical but i got i got i really reached deep into my myself for this for these lyrics you know and the course is before you're dead and gone you want to be known as one of the good ones and that's right. really what what I'd i love want line. you know i not want to just, just want to be known as one of the good ones and that's that's about that you know
1: well and it's it's great it's a great lyric it's a great song but once the song was done uh i remember my my recollection was uh, Zach had done some slam poetry,
2: amazing slam poetry that I totally like, messed up and, <laughs> made an ass out of myself.
0: So yeah, I I, I did. I was um, so the, the same person that helped me get in touch with Ebenezer for the first time. It was uh, one of my very serious girlfriends that I've had. I haven't well, haven't had many, uh, but she. Well you've always I's, been in love with Josh, so what's a girl gonna do i mean her uh, her and I's relationship over you know it, it it's a, the time that it was really revolved around music from even just being like smoking weed in her car and listening to albums, you know and enjoying an entire like the first time I really enjoyed an entire album all the way through and not just the individual songs and it was a Compilation of good songs, but something that had a message all the way through it. I enjoyed during this relationship and the first concerts that I ever went to at Mesa Amphitheater and to all these different venues were in this relationship, and so it really revolved around music. And I got to know Ebenezer through this relationship, you know, and like most do, it it had an ending point, and I was not in a good space when it ended. We were living together, you know, with my, with Adam. And uh, I got an opportunity to move to Flagstaff, and literally, I just picked up and left. I got an opportunity on Friday, and I moved on Monday.
5: Wow. Yeah, it was quick. Yeah. I- I- Ian. It, it was, was sad, too. It, <laughs> it was very yeah. sad. It
0: just happened. And so I was up in Flagstaff, and I didn't have a lot of friends. And so I decided, like, okay, I I was missing performing. I was missing Ebenezer specifically and going to the studio. And so I wanted to write something and I needed to get over this relationship because I wasn't doing well on my own. I was 280 pounds and fat. And I'd get to the top of my stairs and have to sit down on a couch to catch my breath, just unhappy, no self-esteem. And so I started writing this and I started changing my life and it started with, okay, I have this idea of Like I'm not that intelligent. I can't write things that have impacted me, but there's so many things that have been written that impact me. And so I started listing out all of the artists that I got to experience during this relationship. And then I, for each artist, I made a list of my favorite three songs. And then I went through those songs and I picked one. And then through those songs, I picked a lyric just, just favorites, just process of elimination, elimination lyrics. And then I took the lyrics that I had and I tried to tell a story, the story of this relationship and it developed into something really cool. And I wrote it, but once it was written, I wasn't happy with it at all because it had to be performed properly. I wasn't able to move on at all until this happened. So through this entire process, I write this thing and it turns out really, really good. And I practice it. It really
1: it. is. And I will, I want to interject in this that, during this process, while Zach's reading it, he is calling some of us and kind of previewing us and saying, Okay, what do you think of this? Oh, and that's one of the
5: Oh yeah, I definitely got a phone call.
1: Yeah, we did. And I didn't was, get a phone call. Well
5: <laughs> he was he was well, scared of well, what you were gonna tell. Everybody th- yeah.
0: will know why very shortly.
1: <laughs> but it was it was a great experience for me and a great honor that my son calls me with this because really you're you're reaching out with something that it, it's not your medium it's not yeah. what you normally do he was a football player and he, you know it's 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 the spoken word and it's and what Zach writes is from the heart and that's what motivates him he can't just yeah. sit down and write something he has to be motivated and so he's sharing this with me and it it was a wonderful experience for me it was a great honor once
0: i had it finished i performed it and I found a couple platforms in Flagstaff, you know, super hippie type city, easy to perform spoken word poetry. And so I go to, uh, uh, fire Creek and I do a performance there and it was like, it was fun, but I also didn't know that like each night of their slam poetry was it, each night was a competition and there was multiple rounds of it. So I get up there and I do my thing and I'm just like, okay, I did it out of there left. And so it's like a week and a half after I had performed it there at Fire Creek. Josh and Rudy, um, and 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 their fine ladies come up to Flagstaff, and they want to check out, you know, a couple of venues, figure out like, hey, can we get into Flagstaff and do Ebenezer? Like, is this town ready for us? Can they handle it? Um, and so we we're going around. We end up at this venue, and uh, we're at Mia's. I like which the way is... you
6: put that too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it was it wasn't the other way around. Totally <laughs> wasn't at all. No, no. <laughs> oh uh, mia's <laughs> so yeah mia's mia's no longer there Mia, mia's isn't around anymore but uh we go to mia's and we're, there's a live band there and we're enjoying it And i'm standing there with josh and he finishes his drink and he's like oh, i'm gonna be right back i'm getting another drink i'm standing there alone and this this fucking guy comes up to me you know long also long hair he's got a big old beard on this random guy never never seen him before in my life he walks up to me total
2: bear walks Total up to me bear.
0: and he stands next to me and it's like we're right next to each other we <laughs> lock eyes i'm like how's it going and it's loud in there so it's just like actually eye contact and a head nod and he looks right back at me with a big fucking smile on his head just really just cheesing at me and i'm like okay sorry alex by the way i'm like this is this is kind of weird are you juby y- yeah did you did you do slam poetry the other the other night at fire creek I'm like yeah and he starts going into and uh, the, the story like, oh, he was so good. Oh, um, where did you go? We, You know, you went on to the second round and everybody was calling out your name, but no one could find you. And I was like, oh, I didn't know it was the second round, yada, yada. And um, as I'm talking to this guy, out of the corner of my eye, Josh and Rudy and their two girls are standing right there. And they're just like, oh, my God, is that Juby? Juby, oh, my gosh, it's him. It's him. And they're just making <laughs> fun of me because I had never seen this guy. And so Rudy comes up to me first and he's like, what was that about? What's going on? And that's—I'm f- pretty sure—the first time I told him, like, "Oh well," to get over Ashley, I—I I wrote some poetry, and it, I guess yeah. it turned out pretty good. And so from that night, from that point on, three of the four people really wanted to hear my poetry, <laughs> and wanted to hear it before the end of the night. So it was the fourth, Josh.
1: <laughs> I wanted to hear it. Uh-huh. I really wanted to hear it.
0: So you were just playing hard to get (laughs) (laughs) the night goes on and we go to a few other bars. We're drinking, 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 take a cab. Actually, we didn't take a cab back to my place. We had to take a cab to Denny's and then take a cab back. Of Of course. That kind of night. So we're sitting back in my studio apartment. I don't remember
2: Denny's, by the way, just to let you know. It's a good night.
0: We're back in my studio apartment and they're all, you know, let's hear the poem. Let's hear the poem. Let's hear the poem. And the person that I want to hear it the most is Josh. And he, is, he has his feet hanging off the end of my bed, and he's laying down with his arms above his head and his eyes closed. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and I'm just staring at him as he has his eyes closed. And I think it was Brandy uh, eventually goes, Hey, Josh, Juby really wants to share his poem. And then Josh opens his mouth and responds with, Well, who the fuck is stopping him? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: well, you know, from you know from the icon hero that he
1: is uh, how did you not strangle him Uh, by all accounts you're much bigger than he is i mean you just go over and you just do the little tweak and and now you know ebenezer needs to find a new lead singer
2: and i was so vulnerable at that
4: point you could have done anything (laughs) well so was he
0: like, I mean he'd... I was about to spill my heart but you know this actually I think worked out in my favor because then the next morning you know Josh doesn't remember a thing
2: no 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 okay so I am playing conscious and speaking with people and I sat up and you started and I fell asleep during this poem that you're giving us that that is probably that is a milestone you want to talk about milestones that is an Probably one of the biggest negative milestones of my life is doing that and being that for you because of how great you are and, and what you do and, and, and how you support us and how loving you are. You know?
0: Well, the way that I always saw it is the next morning, all you ha- all you heard was how great it was. Yes. No absolute like idea of but really he, what it was. He
5: actually didn't hear it at all. But it
0: was great. And so I think that put a positive perspective of my poetry there we in, go. in his mind. Yes. yes.
5: Drink. Oh yeah. Ah.
0: So after after that happened, it was um just conversations of, hey, like, okay, you can write some stuff. Like you have you have talent. You know, this is Josh to me, so let's collaborate. Let's let's do something. And then he got I eventually heard it. Yeah, eventually (laughs) (laughs) And wanted to collaborate. And I remember Josh uh telling me it's like, Hey, so you know the song Caddy Wampus, there's a bridge during it. During this bridge You know, I want you to write something for it. So he sent me the the MP3 and I remember sent to me on a Thursday and on Sunday I called him back and I said, Hey, okay, I I got some stuff written and I'm pretty sure you responded with like, all right, cool. Like, you know, we can, you know, keep working on it. Let me know when it's done. I'm like, no, I, I wrote it. It's, it's, it's done. I, you know, this, this, this is it. And, um, you know, like Steve said earlier, when it comes to my ability to write, I am able to, like, I have to be driven by something. And yes. so, my favorite band coming to me and be like, "Hey, write something for this," sent, and I immediately I was like, "I Put need your ass to work. I need the lyrics." <laughs> and so, reading the lyrics and seeing how this is this song is representing exactly what I believe in, and that's that love is what we're here for. Yes, above all other things we're here to love and express love get in other people's you know bubbles of positive energy and make positive energy from ourselves outward and that's what this song to me was representing and you know wh- what are the good ones and being a good one yeah Yeah. life is about being around those individuals and the search for them is a big part of it as well yeah and finding those people, and, not, and not trying
2: but being yes right exactly because you can try try I don't believe in that word try either you are or you aren't mm-hmm. you know you say what you are, and you do what you are, or you're a bold-faced liar. Yeah. yeah you know? Well, the, exactly. yeah, I,
0: the, the ultimate progression a person can have is to be. Yes. It's not to be something or be better. It's to be. And that that's what The Good Ones is all about. It, it, it ended up being a little bit different, like Josh's pers- uh, perspective. <clears throat> Come on. Drugs. Stay with us, folks.
1: Stay with us. It's like um, he's just...
4: Putting them in on purpose. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> of, of like the, what Caddy Wampus, like the title of the song meant. And to me, Caddy Wampus meant that, like, being the good one is a Caddy Wampus mentality of society. To put love first yeah. Yeah. over self progression, over wealth's progression, over getting your money right first, that is, that's a, that's a backwards way of looking at life. Yeah. You don't make it to the top by being the nice guy or by right. or, or through loving definitely right that's and, for sure but that's what like that's what we're doing and that's that that's that was the inspiration that i got from that and so i was able to write that really quick and then the performance factor you know is what makes what makes the message yeah and so that's that's how i was able to write it was just everything leading up to meeting josh and getting writing that first poem and then being able to get into that studio and honestly like, gain a lot of self-worth through seeing individuals that you absolutely respect and admire, and seeing your reflection of yourself in them, It's like I, I, I can I can I can see the way that you know Josh sees me through his eyes, and that gives me more self worth.
1: Now, I, you know, wow. I will say that. <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm Everybody, touched. take a minute. I'm
4: touched. <laughs> I, wow. Well, I mean, because there's another incredible perspective even from our side. But there we maybe, go. Maybe I should save that because that story actually has a happy. Note to it because the other one Doesn't, is sort of—it's sort of a downer. Um, keep it up, man. We got to—we got to keep That's to what this, she said. Keep. It. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll
4: start off actually with with the silly one, which uh, when I would see Ebenezer, uh, Rudy, Rudy and I would always talk about guitar tones because at the time in our other band Tome, I was still playing guitar. Amazing, amazing band Tome. By the way, just putting that in there lot of love playing in that shout out to sarah definitely (coughs) what up girl so rudy would come see us especially because anytime we would play in a show together or something he'd come out and he'd be like dude i gotta get me your guitar i gotta get me your les paul how do i get the amp tone how do i get exactly the sound because you you seem to know what's going on i i don't please like enlighten me and we got down to talking about Caddy Wampus because you guys were in the middle of just starting to write it yeah and he showed me the riff and I was like what's going on there like what's the name of that he's like it's Caddy Wampus and I was like all right that's a weird name I had, I had no idea what the what the phrase Caddy Wampus meant before yeah, yeah and he's like yeah it's just something Josh said about it and I was like well, what does it mean he's like he said it's you know it's because it goes all over the place and he was like picking out the riff and I was like I could see that yeah that makes sense it, it was a perfect
2: the name of it came Okay. Well, first of all, the entire album is called Working as Antennas, and that's a literal representation of how the songs are written because it was just sitting in a room together, jamming, and then, oh, hey, that was amazing. Where did that come from, you know, Working as an Antenna? You know? So when Caddy Wampus came into play, the song, the feeling of it was all over the place. You know, it has reggae, it has rock in it, it has, you know, different uh techniques of vocal stuff that i had never done before and so caddy wampus worked perfectly because the lyrics represent you know the skewed kind of way that we live in this country you know like uh everything should be uh revolved around love and helping everybody else out not sound like a hippie or anything but that's that's really what i what i kind of believe and it's totally opposite of that so it's you know, cat, it's very cattywomp. It's very weird and skewed.
4: Off
1: you know? kilter. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, Take, yeah. Takes
4: yeah. angles you wouldn't expect. Yeah. And um, especially because at the time when you guys were writing it, Rudy was super excited to show all the stuff you were doing in the studio. I mean, he, he had some of the early demos, like with the phone caught underneath yeah. Charlie's drum set. Yeah. So all you hear <laughs> is like lots of cymbal work and snare yeah. drum and a little bit of everything else. Mm-hmm. I don't even think there was vocals yet. It was like some of the, the early takes. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think like at the time we were still talking about doing that show up in in Flagstaff at the Monty V. Oh yeah. And we were, we were all preparing for that. And this was in, I think we were out. uh, It was almost two years
6: ago. Yeah. Almost to the day. Wow. Yeah.
4: And like James Brown, everybody, James Brown. Yes. Hey. (laughs) And so before, you know, any of us were even in Ebenezer, we were all fans of it having seen the show and like most things that are good in my life, I experienced it through James seeing it first and going, "All right, you have to see this. Like we're going out. it's Friday night. we're going to go do this. He's a super older brother, by the way. he's a super brother. he's like the older brother, and so and not in of-
2: like a weird undercover brother kind of
6: way, like <laughs> like in a ladies' man kind of way, not an undercover brother way <laughs> <Classier>. yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> What was that dude's name? I can't remember. Oh, I don't it's know. the same actor, though. He's hilarious, though. Anyway, from Underco- Undercover Brother? Hey, Undercover yeah. Brother hey, and Eddie the ladies' Murphy? Man. Eddie Murphy. Oh, never mind. No, no, no it wasn't Eddie not Murphy. It was, um, it's totally
4: not, not. it's uh, Tim Meadows. Tim, Tim
2: Meadows, not. right. From, from SNL.
6: Yeah. From oh, okay. Is it SNL? It's SNL. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh. Oh. I always yeah. got that Mad yeah. TV mixed up. Kavassier. Some Kavassier? Oh,
4: it's a
6: lady. Yeah. Anyways. so
4: Anyway. So, anytime we'd go out, you know, to see Ebenezer, it's a, it's a super sing-song fest. Because if you if you watch the band perform, even if you don't know the words, by the time the chorus comes around the second or third time, you have to put up your beer and you have to sing. That's, like, the goal on every song. And so the fact that there were, like, sing-along tracks, like, where you got to clap your hands, like, nothing to lose. Or party. Like exactly, where it's, like, party time. Party. Like, every bit about that was, was super fun and amazing. So when we were when you guys were in the middle of writing Wampus and i think also in this batch of songs i didn't know this i guess was uh also a money right and uh and what's it for like we were still demoing these things and uh at the time you guys were still trying to figure out what was going on with a bass player because ryan was in the middle of like trying to figure his life out
2: yeah yeah he he uh he quit the band for his own personal reasons you know we all supported him for all that good stuff but we had a hell of a time finding somebody to fill those shoes because he wasn't a bass player he's a guitar player and he's not a regular guitar player he's a self-taught guitar player that is so weird he's so odd in the way that he writes he's one of a kind he really is super interesting
4: approach uh yeah especially like watching him play bass watching him run his lines like as a bass player, I'm looking at him like it's so unconventional, but I really yeah. like the tone. It's um, not. It's not that he played the bass like a guitar player. Like he, he played he, it weird. He just <laughs> transferred over into something that was like, I just do your thing. Yeah. Do your thing, and I'll ride you around can't replicate it. Replicate that. <laughs> right, and he also had like a very particular move on stage that I've never seen anybody do, and I can't help but do it when I play Ebenezer. <laughs> he he kind of tucks his foot out. like in a triangle and then dips down at the knees yes like in this like weird willy wonka bounce Mm. and if the ebenezer bob that's exactly it it's the ebenezer bob not to
0: be confused with the ebenezer swing no two separate things that's trademark by the way
2: the ebenezer wave tm yes actually you owe me money for even saying that
0: exactly
1: (laughs) is the checks in the mail checks in the mail
4: is the ebenezer swing rudy's uh shoulder headbang it's so many
1: things.
0: I think things. it's
4: Juby's dance. It's so many things.
0: It, 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 com- it comes from Rudy. It's...
6: Oh, yeah, right. right. Exactly. Okay, Zach, is, <laughs>
1: Zach is confused because this isn't a visual medium we have going here. <laughs> hey, and he's up like we have video going. <laughs>
5: we can all confirm uh, that that is exactly how And was awesome. yes. mean, just, it was awesome. I mean,
1: I thought Rudy was here there for a minute. Just setting yeah. the baseline. Re- so, really, for everybody listening, you can just
2: look at YouTube videos and watch Rudy. And watch he, Rudy. And, and, he just did specifically what Rudy always You Yeah, yeah exactly exactus brought it. Yeah. So, so you, can,
4: you can see like especially with a move like that why it's enthralling to watch Ebenezer, especially because you know it's it's not national yet and it needs to be because everybody needs to see this. Everybody needs to see Rudy's shoulder headbang. Well,
5: that's one thing that I love about Ebenezer <laughs> is that it, they perform. Such you know, they've always job. performed. They it's not just them standing on stage and playing music, you know, it's always been oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, Josh kind of you know whether he's unbuttoning his shirt or you know changing guitars or doing whatever uh, Rudy bobbing you know everyone doing
1: well then Charlie with the the masks and and, you know nobody knows who Charlie is because he's that dude that
5: dude yeah, like,
0: except from this podcast. I mean, good thing we only have about ten listeners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what though? Well, <laughs> Alex it, will
2: not tell anybody. I'm writing guarantee a tell it. all. All right, I'm writing a tell all since it's his <laughs> fault that he that he dropped out of the band. Yeah, and uh, now I'm going to write a, a book documentary, someday. and I'm going to call him out. Yeah, I'm going to call him out on everything that he's ever done. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> we're so, we're all still really good friends.
5: But it's it's a performance thing, and I think yeah. that that's what you guys are talking yeah, about. Yeah, everyone. For sure, yeah. It's more than just sitting out there and playing.
2: Well, and we none of us ever believed in the showcase, and we all kind of came from s- different backgrounds, but all had this same generalization within all of us. There was some. S- there was that. Ooh, that dog is humping that other dog. <laughs> I Just thought I'd. Have. Not really, yes. Alex. It's okay. <laughs> They're not. No, but uh, you know, there's always there was always this kind of thing that we understood that was kind of unspoken that passion drives everything that we do. Everything that has ever inspired us has never been anything that's like old white folks in the '50s kind of music, you know, and that thing, here and it's. You know, we're all metalheads, too. Charlie wasn't a metalhead. Charlie, totally into hip-hop, gave us that hip-hop side, whatever. Uh, but everybody else is into metal, you know, that heavy, that intensity. And we all just kind of uh, followed suit with that, I suppose. I'm, like, way distracted because there's amazing There's more treats. bacon coming.
1: There's more bacon oh coming. This, this bacon what is, what is fried. this? I now this is, bacon is fried. This is fried, this is fried bacon? This is fried and a little okay. thicker cut. So I'm Muslim. It's a little crispy. So I'm breaking all the rules right now. Oh Just my joking.
2: gosh!
5: Holy!
1: If oh. I could only reach the mixer, I could turn him down, but I can't. That's a, I'm way too far away. So here's an experience for you guys.
5: Yeah, this is what, what's mm. going on right this now. Which
2: is, is very <laughs> delicious. Mm. Right here. This is fried bacon. Really okay, what well, you this could... my First time trying fried bacon, by the way. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: First,
1: time. okay, what you guys started talking about was it was kind of a direction that I wanted to go because yeah. you guys can converse when it comes to music and, and it's a different language, yeah. And our, our podcast last week talked about music, but basically, listener's perspective, exactly. Yeah, there you go, there it is. <laughs>
2: hey, drink cacao, and all everybody, uh, you know, who's listening to this, and if you're drinking at this moment, you can drink as well.
1: Well, that's, that's the whole that's point fun, yeah. of the game,
5: right? It's an interactive podcast. That's yes. why we try to do that.
1: Exactly. You can't, you can't listen to this podcast without a beverage in front of you. Do, now we like do not and
0: smell TV, but for radio. Wow.
1: Oh, okay. Thanks for going there. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry again, Alex. Um, uh, but, but the, it does not have to be an alcoholic beverage. That's no, what no. we're saying, because oh. we're not, you know, rated E for everyone. Exactly. It could be Heather's down there with water. This is in Arizona, we are pro hydration on this podcast. Absolutely. Okay, so but dealing from, from a, a a music perspective, I'm sorry, I had to go there.
2: Uh, hey, yeah, don't hate you for it. <laughs> Drink that chocolate milk, kids.
1: And it it's just different. The way that I look at things and and I feel that I was fairly successful and I'm fairly intelligent, but music and You're no re- dummy. Remembering lyric, remembering music and and being able to just grab a guitar or drums or or bass or keyboard or whatever and then somebody throws out a song and you're like oh yeah i know that one yeah and and it's just remembering it, it my mind doesn't work that way
5: well may, maybe i bet it would if you had yeah. repetition it's 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 practice they they, they no, don't just, really, no really
2: no really it's 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 just like any other kind of trade it's all in the prep it's all in uh, how you get comfortable with it, you know. It's it's very similar to, you know, I can compare it to building houses. You know what I mean? Like, it, I've seen roofers that can do roofing with their eyes closed, that right. don't need any direction. And, and the reason you
1: know? I say that is, I've done proposals and presentations for million dollar contracts, mm-hmm. and if it's written and scripted, I'm lost. Oh, I just no. I'm I'm. Don't do that to me. Yeah. Let me freeform so let me just get up because i know what i'm talking about i know my industry i know what i'm telling you and what i'm selling you and what i want you to believe but if i have a set of words that i have to say in a particular order i
6: get lost so i see does that make it out to be a thing that's reliant on your mood when it comes to that because since you're free-forming if your mood ends up being off kilter like prior to your presentation are you going to be able to sell it the same way since you're going to rely yeah, on your heart to
1: me to me it's never been about mood or how i was feeling okay it's it's just that remembering
6: yeah cuz in the musician scenario when a presentation happens or a performance happens and a lot of people would like to like kind of fly on the seat of their pants and be very improv- improvisational a lot of times like you get a uh, a very awesome performance from somebody who has a very relaxed state and some people prefer the very stress state mm-hmm. in order to get the character to come out, you know. And sometimes the script plays better on the people who are less uh, comfortable being themselves. So a lot of times they'll do the prep and say, okay, well, if I can script the entire thing from bottom to top and sometimes even mimic a recording, you know, in, in the music business, we have a lot of people who uh, are so afraid of failure that they will you know, pre-record an entire performance similar to doing a million dollar presentation that has to hit. Right. And they're like, you got to go on the script. You got to be line by line. You have to hit all the marks and you only have this amount of time before you're done because the next band has got to be on right now. Right, And so um, a lot of times it doesn't leave a lot of room for, for playability. And yet the passion comes in, in the similar vein where you're saying, you know, oh, I want to, you know, I want to be myself. I don't want to prep all of my lines. I'd, I'd rather speak about something I know. But I, I love the idea
1: of the music. You know, again, getting back to Catty Wampus, and I don't know that we finally got to the point where, you know, you were asked to write.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was asked an, to write, And you did. Well, there's and, the first performance.
1: And, and that's what, the, you know, again, I want to kind of close that off before we move on.
4: Yeah, what
0: was that like, that first
4: performance for you?
0: It was like it was nerve-wracking all ultimately if i had to put it down to a word it was cool it was so interesting i'd never the only
5: it was really opp- cool to see my brother on stage <laughs> the,
0: the opportunities <laughs> that was. i had i i had known at that point in my life i was absolutely sure that i have a skill of speaking in front of other people and not just a drawing skill, drawing
2: people in too yeah you have an intensity about you
0: i've had I, i've had success that when i speak other people do tend to listen, and so with that, you know, I'm a comic book nerd. So with great power comes great responsibility. Say something <laughs> that it that makes sense, that works. So my first platform for that was that was in church and leading sermons in front of uh, you know uh, other other kids and adults, and just being confident in that, having a platform to speak, and then with the poetry, and then so this was like. I mean th- th- there's a band behind you like this is a this is a rock show you're a, I'm a rock star like it it felt so cool and I was trying to like, I was definitely nervous to some degree but I knew exactly what I was going to be doing I knew exactly what was going to be said and I just had to get up there and do it but I was and I wasn't worried about things going wrong I was more so just worried about representing ebenezer properly like with that that optimum amount of respect for these guys and rudy was a big eye-opener for like that performance factor because rudy wasn't comfortable unless he was totally like freaking out and stressed out <laughs> this fried bacon is ridiculous it's awesome um he, he like uh, before shows and leaning out to shows like he was nothing but stressed out and in all of the prep work beforehand he was just like well if if like if we can't rehearse it and Juby get it right then we're not doing it and Rudy was that force behind it so I had a lot of respect for it and was intimidated in that regard but I remember just making sure first like my number one concern was that the bouncer let me on the stage (laughs) because there's a bouncer on either side of the stage and I'm coming from like the middle of the crowd and like one of the more enthusiastic people in the crowd so if the bouncer doesn't know he's like well hey crazy guy (laughs) stay back so make sure you knew that i could come up there and then i wanted to take my shoes off like that was a big thing i wanted to be barefoot because josh was normally barefoot on stage and i asked him like why are you always barefoot he's like man i just feel grounded gotta feel the music man yeah Yeah. total hippie answer (laughs) (laughs) well but i i wanted to do that and so getting up on stage and grabbing microphone and then starting and then it happened I start saying my first verse and immediately I hear someone else in the crowd.
5: I can't hear you.
0: <laughs> Just like, Oh fuck. What do I do? Uh,
1: sound
4: man issues. Yeah. They didn't turn your mic on. They so, were- and apparently
1: this goes back to Rudy's, uh, inability to relate or, or to negotiate with the, with the sound Well, Something exactly. that was
0: yeah. always on my mind is they go, we go through sound checks at the beginning of the show for the band. Yeah. And then, like Rudy does his checks, and Rudy, like he's a backup singer, so he moves his head way away from the microphone and like yells. And so they're going to automatically make it a little bit lower. And I'm just like, dude, when you do your check, get right up on the microphone because that's how I'm going to do my part. And that's what matters. (laughs) (laughs) Can I tell you from
4: can I tell you from being a guy on the other end of the board why that happens? What's up? So, if you're gonna tech especially if you're going to run the board and the guy checks the microphone and then disappears from it for five minutes, that mic's going on mute. Yeah. And and yeah. the reason it's yeah. going on mute is because there's a guitar amp right behind it yeah. feeding right into that microphone. Exactly, yeah. And if you don't mute it, the whole audience is going, what
5: the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so. Sorry. I, so, <laughs> no, Alex, man, you just hang in there, buddy. Hang <laughs> in there.
0: So I think, I, I don't know if I, I didn't I didn't get... I didn't get too many lines in and realized that it wasn't working. And the funny thing is I had the microphone just like in my hand, off of the mic stand and everything. But right when I heard somebody in the crowd, it was a female voice just saying like, you, you couldn't hear you. At that point in time, Josh was not standing right next to his microphone. <laughs> so I just immediately jumped over. And in the like at the break of from one word to the next word, like just got pro.
1: right into the microphone. Like a pro. It, and, and being in the audience, it was really fun to watch that. But also your reaction, Josh, that you, you allowed him to your mic. And it's like, okay, these people are friends, okay? This isn't a rock band that hates each other. These are guys that, okay, hey, use it. Because eventually you shared it at the end of the song. Yeah, that-
2: that's absolutely true. And I don't even know if you know how far in depth... Well, how I am? I, I always bring my own microphone. I don't have you ever shared else. a mic before? I've never shared a mic before. I, I have a weird thing with germs, not with everything, but yeah, just microphones. Yeah. I've I've gone, I've done that, you know, in, in the past, gone to shows and didn't bring a microphone. That's okay. As soon as you put your your mouth in a microphone, and you smell that, and it's disgusting. You'll always <sighs> want to bring your own microphone. So I don't normally sh- share anything with anybody, you know. That's how close we were.
1: That's a lonely place to be, buddy. We yeah, you don't is, share anything with anybody,
2: other than uh, you know my my good spirit and my um, garage space, garage space, garage space, <laughs> and my heart. You know, with 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 Brandy, uh, it was, Brandy Martinez, my my soon to be wife. Oh, and she's It was awesome just a too. really
5: cool moment when when you guys were able to make that work. Yeah, there was a big show at Joe's Grotto,
0: and I attended after. Spending, I, I drove from Flagstaff down and I spent the day hiking. And oh, show, I remember that night. And, and the show started rather late, it got pushed yeah. back yeah. a little bit. Yeah.
1: yeah, maybe 10 o'clock.
0: And it, it may be shocking. the only time I've actually <laughs> slept inside of a bar. And I will definitely the first time I had a bartender look me in the face and say, Honey, you can't sleep here. <laughs> oh. oh, and I remember that night and josh is up on the stage we're like Where, where's juby juby get over
1: here you. yeah he's, he's get over asleep. here so okay so now at, at this point i definitely want to bring in more bacon <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say this this the call service
2: team is like on point <laughs> right? yeah hey,
1: I,
5: I have not josh, been thirsty or this hungry this is how the juby take does things
1: this is the juby take uh yeah Exactly. so
2: how often do you guys do this?
1: (laughs) Once a week. As (laughs) As much as you
5: want, man.
2: Uh.
1: Okay, so Josh, now I want to move on to uh, the turnover with the band and now Mm -hmm. the direction you guys are going. And I definitely want to hear, you know, what are the plans for the future? Um, Are you still playing the old Ebenezer stuff? And also, you know, the direction of the new stuff you're going to and the shows and and what is going to change?
2: Um, Yeah, uh, I'll... Oh, great points. Thank you very much for asking all that. Let's dive right into that one. Um,
1: No pressure. No pressure.
2: So, um, I guess we should start with. um,
5: Yeah, however you want to proceed. The
2: new people in the band. Uh, Very good friends of mine. Very supportive people since I've known them, not only in music, but in everyday kind of situations and and that sort of thing. Um, I couldn't um, have asked for anybody better. Um, there, there came a point um, in Ebenezer where we had to look at ourselves and say, "What are we doing? Why are we doing this? What are we wanting to take from this, and where are we wanting to put this? You know, what direction we're wanting to head." And everybody at that point uh, had different ideas, and not all of them uh, necessarily were focused. On the end results of making Ebenezer something more, you know, everybody's got families and everybody has their own ideas and, and things that they want to do in life, and it just so happened that Ebenezer didn't fall into that it's priorities, uh, that priority category. Yeah, you know, and which is fine, you know, and I, and I still love everybody like I did when we were making music together, you know.
5: Um, it's a family. When I feel like when you it do really, like that. it, that's you make really a connection important. That's different than
2: yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's really important uh, in in the writing process. In basically keeping this this boat afloat, keeping the ship sailing. You know, that you have to. I I wouldn't be able to make music and do something that personal and that vulnerable with people that I didn't respect or didn't know or didn't com- really. I wouldn't be able to do things with people musically, if I, if I thought that there was anything that would tell me that they wouldn't save me if I was drowning. Right? If there was anything that, like, if I had any kind of red flag, uh, right? Like I said earlier, they had to you have know, your back one hundred percent. a paranoid, uh, cynic. You know, so I, I love humans and all, but I know what they are. Right. But um, these these guys, they um, they saved me. They saved me in the situation that I was in because Ebenezer was going to um, be just me at this point. I I can't give up something that uh, means so much to me because I don't have children. You know I don't I don't I don't, I don't have that experience, and, and and everybody else in the band absolutely has to put their children first before everything. You know before everything in life, and this is my child, right? This is like my it's not a child, and I know that, but this is my equivalent. That's how
5: Ebenezer <laughs> continued.
2: Yeah, 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 and I would have been doing it by myself, still trying to go through the entire process. What Which, these What these guys did, being great fans, great friends, um, they just said, "Yeah, we're ready. We already know your stuff."
5: Now they were already in a band before Tome, they- amazing band, Tome. Tome. Yes, so they're still in that band. Yes, okay. yes, yes, sir. Right on. Tome is still
2: very very live um, and i'm really happy to even be working with people that have made great music in the past and so that that's still continue to make great music yes for yes. them
5: to, to say that they want to take on a second band's yeah. worth of lyrics worth of music worth of everything well
2: they were they were in like several bands
1: at, well, I at guess one like, point uh, you know <laughs> i, I guess
5: let's uh, in 2012
6: uh the marquee theater josh and rudy and brandy uh, the three of them came to a show, and it just so happened that my band was playing, and it wasn't Tome, uh, but my band that I was in at the time was called Bionic Jive, and uh, when Rudy, Rudy and I were high school friends, uh, we knew each other, um, you know, around 2001. He actually gave Rudy Rudy's first guitar.
0: Yeah wow so you, you actually are a great man for that he introduced rudy <laughs> like doing on that this. act alone yes. well take it, away uh, anything uh, else you've done in your life you're yeah. still a good guy I, think I, I mean heard rudy talk there's about
6: an you. there's a there's a ebenezer origin story that starts out where when i was about 14 years old um i got i had my very first electric guitar that i got uh from my dad and he p- picked it up at a pawn shop and uh I used to walk around this apartment complex that I lived in without it being plugged in, just like, you know, walking around jamming. Nobody could hear me, but I was not very Spilling good anyway. Along. So it was that it's that how that's how it's done. And uh <laughs> and uh, a friend of mine also had he was a little bit better than me and he had an electric guitar and he lived uh, upstairs from Rudy. So we had this like little competition going on, like if he learned something I would have to try to learn that thing and learn it a little bit better than him. And if I couldn't do that, like I was like wrecked emotionally and that's how I tied this like ability to get like better at, at playing music. Cause my parents were musicians. So none of the things that I was doing at home was getting any sort of feedback on whether or not I should do this, differently or you know everything i did was like that's too loud that's all i got <laughs> so so anyway uh i i would just you know sort of wander around this apartment complex with my guitar and uh rudy's dad uh was um shout out to dino yeah uh rudy's dad was um a, a keyboard player and he uh hell of a blues he, funk player. He was great. He was one of the nicest guys and he invited us over me and my friend who were competing on guitar uh, over to play uh with him on keyboard. And so we go into this like really, you know, trashy like you know, like kind of really trashy jam together and we had no idea what we were doing. Like we didn't know anything about music or like he would say something like play me a C and I would just run up the neck
2: <laughs> Is it? somehow Is it? right
6: and my other friend was just standing there looking at his guitar and I would just run up the neck and he said to me he's like that's what it takes to be a musician he's like be fearless just go for it right and Rudy and I looked at each other and Rudy looked at me he, was, he didn't play any music but he was like wow like that was pretty profound and especially because my parents didn't give me any sort of feedback yeah. I was like alright I'm gonna take that with me, and I kept going with it, right? So, uh, a f- fast forward a little while, we had like a little high school band going, and we a couldn't little, get our little high school. We band. couldn't get our uh, we couldn't get our drummer to come over and rehearse with us because he was always grounded, right? And that's what happens in <laughs> high school. Yeah, that's damn you know? drummers,
0: drummers. So, yeah, what are you gonna do?
6: So Rudy was over there expecting us to have a jam, mm-hmm. and our drummer never showed up. So Rudy got on the drum kit. And he had never played the drums and he was really good. <laughs> like we just we were able to play songs with him yeah. sitting there on the drums and uh it was one of the best things. Like my dad came out of the room and he's like, Hey, you guys are you guys sound like a band now. Like, yeah, thanks. You're not horrible. So uh so <laughs> what happened there. You know, Rudy uh Rudy asked to borrow a guitar from me. I let him borrow this acoustic guitar that I got and um, he ended up having to move away, you know. Things happened with the families and I had not seen him, Uh, but you know, when we were in high school together, we were fans of a band called Bionic Jive. They were on MTV and they were local. They were a band from here. And in 2010, I auditioned to get into Bionic Jive. And so uh, I ended up, I began playing with them and uh, we were doing shows and we had a show at the Marquee Theater and Rudy and Josh and Brandy came to see another band that was on the bill. And they found out somehow that I was playing that night. And so we had this reunion of sorts in the crowd. And, uh, you know, they told me about how the first Ebenezer show was about to happen. So we were really cool. It was a great reunion. And we came together. And um, I saw nearly every Ebenezer show after the very first one because of that, uh, that meeting. Because it was very cathartic. Like I felt for some sort of reason for the first time that uh one of those things that happened to me in my teenage years was actually positive rather than just totally like <laughs> something that just totally it beats was in, you the in the right direction. You know? it wasn't a failure it was a connection yeah. Yeah. and um so i was you know very my heart was tied to ebenezer before i saw ebenezer even play their first song and uh so when i went to see them play i was you know it was even overwhelming because i was like oh i don't have to pretend to like this band you know, the quality of it was very, very good. And, uh, you know, as a as a person who wants to have a career in music, it's amazing to see somebody who's got songwriting buttoned down and they know how to do it, you know, uh, because you don't just meet everybody like that. I mean, you, no. s- you listen to records and as a fan, you kind of take for granted how much work it took to become that person. To put that thing together as we talked to and earlier my dad is not that person
5: you know so. yeah thanks
1: so, for pointing that out again adam yeah
4: i don't know necessarily that that's true because you've worked on yourself enough as a person that you don't need a script you you rely entirely on your ability to flow and even that takes practice that's not something that Amazing. like you Thank can you. throw i don't know a four or five year old kid and be like all right go flow What are you talking about? Like they have no idea what you're doing, but you've been doing that long enough that, oh, I know what I'm doing. Put me in the press room. I have this.
1: Well, I appreciate you saying that because yeah, that's kind of who I am is I understand my niche with this. Now, you know, I've been listening to music for a long time. And so there have been periods of time where you would go and listen to a band and you'd want to hear a song, but they didn't want to play the song. They wanted to take that song and go off on something you know, and do these crazy riffs and, and, you know, make it unique for that night. I always appreciated that because, you know, I've got your record, Mm -hmm. so I can hear that. But if you want to go off and do some other things with some other licks to it and some different things, then fantastic,
6: because that's what a live show is. Yeah, it's about the moment then, you know, and rather than it being like a thing where, you know, we're not experiencing uh, wind wind from the... From the north, <laughs> um, coming down. Yeah, winter but, uh, is coming. It, it makes the it makes the moment special, rather than being something that you're uh, kind of like expecting the the packaged version of the of the artist. It's it's them sharing that with you in the moment, which is kind of one of the things that have changed. You know, everybody has a recording device when they watch a band now, and so there's like it used to be you could hear a band's live album. And it'd be like, oh, that's cool. You know, they put out a live album. But now if you go on YouTube, you can find a live <laughs> album, like, you know, you can compl- very amateurly <laughs> you recorded. You a compilation yeah. of an entire live album. Yeah, it's- everybody, right. you can bootleg anything now. Everybody yeah. has a bootlegging device. So. I wonder what would happen, you know, like say, uh, you know, Metallica was just here. And if you go on YouTube and find all of the phone camera videos i bet you could assimilate some sort of like uh, um you know multiple microphoned uh stadium recording beastie boys did that right <clears throat> where they just boys, collect all the bootlegs they uh
2: they had a an entire video thing that they put out that was i shot that mm-hmm. and it was all from fans you know it was it was amazing it was an amazing thing because they took all of these submissions and they did their own thing but they put the audio to it and they just use just the the video footage of it, but it's that's I might steal that idea. I mean, that's amazing. And this time, right now, where yeah. everybody has phones, like you can. That's
6: I mean,
5: so it's good. I it. sort of did, did that for
6: the Wampus music video. To be honest with you, uh, yeah, I've got two. I've got some phone camera footage of Juby. Rapping at uh, at the last exit with you guys because you. in the uh, in the music video the professional music video that you guys shot you didn't have Juby with you yeah in and hunting and so uh, when they sent it over I was like man I got some footage I'm gonna inject him into there because it sounds weird somebody's rapping and there's no actor in the video <laughs> giving the line and that's
1: I do actually have a, the video from Wasted Grain yes really? that was fun. Yeah so wait hold hold hold
0: hold 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 up see i have not seen this video that's true are you telling me i made the final cut of the caddy Wampus video thanks
6: thanks to the tome crew right because the night that you did that at the last exit i had five cameras running
0: yeah so i have like i
6: have a multiple camera shot because
0: i remember that night, and i've been excited about that night for a long time but i never saw any video yes you made the official oh, we, 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 oh yeah.
2: I've got I've got money gosh. right on that flash drive, uh, which is an unreleased track, so don't give that out to anybody. No. Um, just remember that's special. that's
0: also what you told me when you gave me the track of Caddy Wampus and then we pirated that onto this podcast. And and here, here's our, here's a little insight. So nobody, Josh, nobody will ever hear that. Here's a little insider information yeah. about that: is I told him that I cleared it with you, and it was no problem. Oh, I knew yeah.
5: you never did that. Yeah,
0: I never talked to Josh at all about it. I'm just like, well, I wrote he it. He gave so. it
5: to me, so I, it's, we're good. Well, the, the funny thing, part of it,
0: early in the podcast, uh, our
1: first couple episodes, I actually, and again, anybody that knows me knows that Facebook, no thanks. Yeah, Facebook was around for a long time, but we did the podcast, so got to do the social media thing, even from the old guy. So I, I, you know, have a Facebook page. And I got a couple hits from Josh about the podcast. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, well, if if he's listened to the podcast, then he's heard <laughs> Caddy Wampus on there, and he hasn't sent anybody. You I know, have never no, yet received an no update. lawyers. Have, I've <laughs> I've, 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 <laughs> no, I've seen no lawyers showing up at the house, so I think we're good. And yeah, it was very exciting. And that's one of the things with the podcast, it, you know, the feedback. You know, I mentioned that you know maybe we have 10 listeners. Who knows how many people are actually listening to the podcast and as a performer. Now I count myself among you as a performer, you're putting yourself out there. You know, you're, you're, you're creating something for someone else's consumption. Yeah. And so what are you doing that for? And for us and for Adam and I, who, you know, we've started this. Oh yeah. And this is our 26th episode. You know, it's a milestone for us.
5: It's, It's been a journey. That's for sure. Big old two six.
1: But the thing with us is that we have to have fun doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I want uh, Josh and Joey cuz they haven't talked that much about what they're thinking about Caddy Wampus and I want I want that. But I am going to say that, you know, next Friday is is your show. Yeah. And we're going to try to get a group together to go and it would be great to have a shout out from the stage that you guys were on a podcast.
2: Yeah, I mean if you beg a
1: little bit more a little bit more. <laughs> We well, might be able to make. That there's happen. more. There's more beer, t- and actually, there's more mezcal. <laughs> I was so, about to say
3: he wants another and, 12-er. That would, yeah. <laughs> that would do it. And uh,
1: and and there's more bacon, and I think the last thing we had was was that pork belly.
0: That was okay, amazing. That was the pork belly. That's that That's, good. that's, oh that's my the pork gosh. belly.
1: So the food coming. If you need more than that, I'm sorry. This there's is also we, the burnt
0: ends and the ribs that have yet to be served.
1: <laughs> yeah, we should probably go. Let's do that. Let's run around real quick. It's a good time for a buzz level. Mm, Adam, play a where song. are you?
5: Uh, I'm at a 5.5 five, five, five already. Solid. Five. So I'm hey. I'm at a four seven. Oh, wow. I'm at a four seven okay. three.
1: Touche. But there's going to be more Mescal coming. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, jo- please. Josh, where are you?
2: Uh, right now, um, I want to say about a four.
1: <laughs> Very nice. There you go. I, I can do, do that, right? Yes. Four and a quarter. Four and a <laughs> quarter. Putting yeah. the five, five in James, <laughs> where two are you? Five, one, I'm about maybe. a 3.1456
6: oh, pi. I'm in a, an irrational level of buzz. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, he's way out of the parameters yeah. here. So, Josh.
3: I'm about a three and a half, but I haven't had any of that Mescal yet. Well, you need to well, have some, some,
1: some of that because mm,
4: it's we need really good. Joey, you're driving? I'm driving, and I'm at a three.
0: Three oh one, Zach. Where are you? Um, I was nursing. I, I mean, I'm. I may be a little bit bigger than some of the folks here, but I'm much more of a lightweight. I'm. I'm rocking like a five point five one right now.
1: Josh and Joey, which are twins, by the way, twins. I mean, since we're not a, I think we need a, a to, video yeah, show. They both just turned sure. seventeen. <laughs> so, guys, let's talk rude. to us about
3: <laughs> twenty seven, actually.
1: <laughs> about Ebenezer and what you see with with getting involved with. The other Josh, so I have a lengthy thing, so I think Josh should go first. I'm Joey, by the way,
3: uh, and I'm Josh. Um, there's not a whole lot I can say other than that. Ebenezer's always had like a really solid groove going, um, and it's been it's been a fantastic experience to enter, uh, you know, into into that groove. Josh, Rudy, Ryan, and Charlie always had a really solid thing together. Uh, even even when Woodrow was was on a base for a little while, that was also was Love also that. really solid. Love it's that man,
2: Woody. Yeah, James Hawkins Jr., mm-hmm. Woodrow, Woody, whatever you want to call him. Shout out to you, big hey hey. Hell yeah! Hey, so, let's
0: have a shot for for Woodrow. For Woodrow. For Woodrow.
1: We have a He's look. still well, alive. I, I think, okay, just, <laughs> he's still really, alive. <laughs> I want to dedicate this shot
0: not only to Woodrow but also Charlie, Josh, and Rudy. Oh well, thank you. There you go. Thank you very I much. Absolutely, would say that
1: wow that's good mezcal i gotta Which say it's really kind of a weird thing because mezcal normally isn't
2: good no no at warm either um but this is
1: actually something that is very
2: maybe it's the company it's maybe, right it's, for well the it occasion. is but you're
1: also at the right you know, the right residence because the caspers do have the good stuff this always. is true <laughs> this is very yeah, true. that's very true i
2: have crap tequila at home i'm gonna just come out and say it. i'm
3: sorry josh go ahead I was gonna say it's uh definitely the mescal is appropriate for the uh, for the occasion, mm. <laughs> um, but you know speaking as a drummer, it's always cool that you know to listen to a band that incorporates a lot of different musical styles uh, into a really coherent whole. Whether it's the reggae dub that's in Catty Wampus or the more hip hop style stuff that's in like say down the same damn road uh or even something like you know those those like really whiskey heavy bar rock band kind of tunes like uh Nothing to Lose um or even just the solid driving stuff like Money Right uh or even some of the other stuff we we've been working on recently it's it's just it's really cool to be involved in a project like this and um I'm honored and blessed that I could even be a part of this so oh. yeah
2: Dude, get your nose out my ass. Hey, that's awesome. <laughs> no, that's okay. You're not getting a drum solo. I'm totally kidding. You're not a, getting a want drum
5: solo. <laughs> hey, yeah, there's don't not want one. I have, I have a question real quick. You know, I've always, you know, watching Ebenezer, I've always looked up to that dude. I thought that he was an amazing drummer. Um, yes. You know, uh, Charlie and, uh, Carl. Yeah. Uh, and so <laughs> having to kind of play after that, do you feel kind of you have a big shoes to fill?
3: Uh, absolutely. Um, so... Like, and this is speaking strictly technically. Totally. Besides having a really good grasp of groove, uh, Charlie plays with one bass drum and a single pedal. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's that's getting way into the techniques, but he does a whole lot with one foot.
2: Uh, oftentimes triplets, which is very difficult to keep that up for 16 bars. Yeah. yeah with one a, pedal, you know.
4: For a hip-hop style drummer... He had like the John Bonham thing going on, yeah. Where he could very just very deep in the pocket. Yeah. I mean, he, what he could do with one foot, some people struggled to do with two feet.
5: Yeah, yeah. So definitely big shoes to fill for sure. Or, or a
4: big shoe at least. At yeah. least one shoe.
3: <laughs> there, you there you go. So on the one hand, you know, it's being a different drummer coming into our project. You can't yeah. help but bring what you have and what you know to the Which table. you should, actually. Absolutely, because you do have to establish who you are. But at the same time, you do need to pay respect to those who came before to you. To
5: what was going on before, yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, and having tech for, for Charlie on several shows, I've seen how he sets up what his approach
5: is. Man, that must have helped a lot.
3: Yeah, well, yeah. absolutely. But also, I like Charlie as a person and as a player. So, oh, of course. Uh, it, it's fun to be able to step into these things, but you know, at, at the same time, it's like you know, definitely I'm not here to just kind of like steal the part from exactly.
5: Yeah. You're not this, just this, playing this part. You're playing your part.
3: Absolutely. Yeah,
2: for sure. Yeah. And th- that was another thing that we didn't touch on before. Uh, you know, we, we've always been such great friends and you guys have gone far beyond that normal friendship thing and put so much into it. They were texts for us while we were the imbeciles on stage <laughs> trying to make everything work. These guys were running basically the the skeletal force of of Ebenezer before they were considered parts of the band, you know, when they were still just friends helping friends out, you know. And it was such an easy thing and such a great thing. You know, it wasn't great that everybody had left me, but it was a great thing that we had such a great that we had built such a great bond and friendship between us now. That it, you know everything just fell right into place
4: well you know how you know in, in Caddy Wampus it's about you know you want to be remembered as a good one yeah, yeah. and part of being a good one especially and not just with friends but it, the easiest people to do it with is with your friends you know you yeah. want to be a good friend
2: but as a human and, right? and as a human being yeah.
4: like in order to be you know considered a good one is like that you had good friends and that you were really good to your friends. And it, it's hard to be someone who's capable of doing something. Like when you find yourself in a position where you can help somebody yeah. and do good for them. And then uh, find a way to talk yourself out of it. Yeah. Because a lot yeah. of people do that. No one wants to be at the end of it and feel really bad about the things that you talked yourself out of. Oh, yes. Especially when you could have done something good <laughs> Yes. in it. And so, it, especially, you know, for me in like... While we were preparing for one show, it's specifically about uh, you know, getting into Ebenezer and how we did all this. Like at the at the point where you were I think you had just finished up doing like the E P sessions with Red Mantis to finish up working as a tennis. Yeah,
2: Red Mantis recordings, by the way, awesome place. If you guys ever any musician listening to this ever need anywhere to go, go to Red Mantis. They will do they'll go above and beyond what your needs.
4: That and that's rare.
2: I mean yes. you need that in a production, you know, team. Yes, and very knowledgeable people, and they know an artist like myself who are kind of hard to deal with at points. So hard. I'm very hard to deal with people, by the way.
1: Yeah, I don't really think that that's the theme tonight because everybody's talking about (laughs) how much they appreciate you as a friend and as an artist. So I'm. I've got to call bullshit on that. Well, I, well
2: I don't, no, no, no. I'm very particular in the studio. Mm-hmm. But it, that's okay. I mean,
1: that's stuff. that's different than being difficult. Yeah, being I, I'm particular. Not, I'm, you know, you yeah, want to get it right.
2: But I'm going to make you go above and beyond
5: to make that happen. Whatever it takes. Well, there's nothing. Whatever it takes. There's What's, nothing wrong with that, Josh. Yeah. Anyone that's worth being in there. Is going to actually take that and run with it some people don't right but well that's josh not saying that anyone don't. that's worth being in there mm-hmm. to, to, that's I mean, true to talk yeah, like he's for, not here yeah, jo-
0: josh is a tiger and a tiger does not consider yeah. the feelings of its prey if there's wow okay <laughs> we went to a
1: we went to a darker whoa. place no, than i was no, no, like, seriously
0: seriously if whoa. It, it, it it's it's a type of personality Strong personalities accept other strong personalities, and weak personalities are consumed by the strong. They are absorbed. We, we, we live in a place where every single voice has a platform to be heard with social media and with with all the different outlets of communication that the human race has now. And so before it was only the predators, it was only the strong that could prevail. And we have a lot of other noise that's happens now. So I think that a stigma of you being difficult to work with while you're sitting around a table of people who think you're simple to work with and feel luckily luckily. There's the buzz level. Yeah.
5: <laughs> feel lucky to
0: to to have a relationship with you and not necessarily necessarily just professional but personal as well is because they are yet another strong individual another strong personality that does not feel feeble when standing next to but also feels amplified
2: yeah and i try and do that with everybody that i meet you know take last night for instance i met um bishop briggs uh at she was on tour with um you know uh the with Bleachers, you know, great pop band, pop stuff. I'm not really into pop so much, but as far as Bishop Briggs goes, like she's a breakthrough artist that's just putting a great EP out and an amazing, amazing sound. And I, I don't really dig pop. She's like the darker side of pop, so that really kind of reflects off of what I'm doing here, you know. Uh, but, like, just meeting these people, doing this, this sort of uh, collaboration... Verbal collaboration with people, you know what I mean? You kind of get an a, an idea of where people are as far as stardom goes, because she's huge. She's very huge at this point. Um and we even did a cover of uh the song that got really big, uh, which is River. Um, you know, we made it real fucking rock. Sorry, I don't mean to use the effort, but we yeah. made it very stop. Like- so- Alex. Alex.
1: Yeah,
5: I mean, Alex Alex. Alex. Sorry, Alex. Alex isn't listening anymore.
2: I'm sorry, X. We love you. We grow men around here, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, and you'll be one before too long. No, but this guy here, uh, in particular uh, is pointing to Joey. He, he, he's, the, yeah, this is Joey. He's the yin to my yang as far as music stuff goes because I play Raleigh off of uh, emotion, uh, you know, very like I have my boundaries and everything, you know, and especially when it comes to covers and, and trying to make things ours as well as give respect to what they originally are. You know, I think we did a very good good thing there. Um, you know, but I'm getting a little off topic and I think my buzz level just went up like not Okay, a so now here's well, where yeah. the host
1: comes in. Yeah. yeah. And well, we of, had the
2: t- tequila. Yeah. Right? I'm going to blame it all it, on the tequila. Well, totally I
4: remember but, kind but, of where yeah. we were on the, on the on the topic. Yes, so please I, I remind. Us wow, there he goes. Bring Brings it us back. back in. Exactly. That's what you got to do, right, when you're in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so so you guys had lost Ryan and we were prepping yes. for this show going on. You didn't know about exactly what you were gonna do for a bass player. Yeah. And Tom yeah. and Ebenezer were going up to Flagstaff to do our very first like we're gonna own the night, we're gonna play this hotel we're yeah. going to run all we 3 owed, hours and we owed
2: people things at that point
4: <laughs> like we were expected to do things for people and we were super excited. you know we were having everybody over for a cookout we were doing yes. we were like having a, a nice party we were going to show each other all of our new material because we were so excited the two of us like becoming these like two titans of forces we really yeah and i mean we played 3 uh and our the bass player we had in Tome, the Razz. the founder, like the the guy who showed me what I know about the things that I liked, like to demonstrate for you anytime I get in the, the studio. These
2: spirits to be re- to be remembered if there's any.
4: Oh yeah, like if if there's if there's someone I think of as a good one, Razz. like it's gonna Razz. be Raz for sure. So like all the things that you give me bones for, like he's responsible for that, and I 100% give that credit.
2: Well, halfway because you are there there's you are an entity within yourself
4: that's true I, I learned a lot from Razz. and yes. so we finished R three you know he set his base down oh you yeah you're talking you're talking about this the the day yeah the day the day and uh so like he we finished our three he went upstairs to take care of his usual business as soon as we so, get done rehearsing so,
2: so just know? to broaden the perspective a little bit um, um, um Ebenezer came yep. over to their to their home and Tom. they all lived together. They're there's oh, such okay. a great pack within one another that they It takes a lot they to, can, live to live They with can someone. live like, together. It's, it's totally like, <laughs> it's crazy a crazy right? connection we, and, to, it to it live is, with someone. But they're also humble people and there's also great people very minusculely about themselves. Like they take what they need, whatever, but they're more about everybody else, you know, which makes a great household. And you know, we went over there not expecting anything, just expecting um I guess, kind of a mutual thing between the two bands of us, you know, because we've always been good friends, but how can we make this work within our music wise right? and went over there, um who's it Rudy Charlie and I mm-hmm. that went over um and just basically got a front row experience of what tome is in its intensity and in its humble environment, you know and
5: Kind of like being in the garage with Ebenezer. Kind of, well, yeah, I think yeah, that kind that's of, what we yeah, experienced. Yeah,
1: exactly yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah. Because we were taken in. You guys didn't know us. Yeah. And you know, we just wandered in with Zach. Yeah, I was
5: some. We were some random dudes just chilling on the couch. <laughs> I like. It's like that you know, the door like, got like, opened. I think weird. pretty
1: much because we had beer. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, yeah. But then we were we were accepted into that, and and I've said this before in the podcast, and I want to say it again. You know, you guys I've met for the first time. You know, Josh and Joey and, and Jerry. No, James. James. Wow. That's I'll why I wrote Jerry. it down. I'll take it. <laughs> he said Jerry. <laughs> I did.
2: He, said, he doesn't Jerry. look like a fucking Jerry. <laughs> such a slurry, he looks like Jerry. Garcia totally in
1: the early days.
2: Before he got all comfortable.
1: <laughs> yeah. And ugly and stuff. But I've always felt, I've always felt, Josh, though, that you accepting us and, you know, I, I love your music. But to me, being involved with things is more than just the product. I've always felt, and I felt that about Rudy. I still feel Rudy and Charlie. Uh, you guys are great guys. Thank and you're very respectful. You know, how, how oh. respectful a person is and, and how they relate to, to people. You know, because, you know, I'm, I'm in a realm here that i probably don't belong because you know i'm hanging out with my sons which i love the fact that they hang out with me that i do a podcast with one son and my other son is always involved and is my biggest
0: critic by the way (laughs) to be honest with you guys i ream him a new one almost he does every week some how how, how come
1: you're not also a producer then
0: that's that
5: job there's (laughs) a reason why i don't call him every week
1: (laughs) i make the mistake of talking to him and at, at this point we're gonna have to start winding down the podcast and you know, you guys are welcome anytime. Thank this you. was a this was fantastic. Yeah, and a it lot was fun. Of fun. And you have something that maybe we can tag on to our our podcast.
2: Uh, yeah, we've got uh, a few things here. Uh, we have uh, Ebenezer.com. You can go to check out anything that we're doing as far as shows and new music and all that stuff. And we have quite a few things coming up here very shortly. Next week we are at uh, the Rebel Lounge. Used to be Mason Jar, historic Mason Jar, yeah, historic kind of a place. Yeah, um, you know we're going to be doing an an entire live set that is um, probably nothing that anybody has seen before. You know, a lot of the same songs, that sort of thing, but we have things. We, I'm not going to spoil any it, but we have to Don't things. spoil it, we don't have these Yeah, things. there's probably eight, eight or nine people, people out there that it. are going to
1: hold you to whatever you say.
3: <laughs> Irons in the fire, as it were.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, wow, this is exciting. Um,
2: and, you know, we've got um, November 11th at... Uh, Pub Rock. At Pub Rock. Yeah, that's going to be a big thing because that's an Alt-A- alt-AZ alt mm-hmm. kind of a thing, um, you know, local radio station, not to interfere with what you guys are doing. Totally. Um, no, I don't think we're in
1: competition. Not at all.
0: They can't touch us.
4: <laughs> they really can't.
1: Yeah, they're they're not in our league. It's two zones,
4: um, two different end zones, dude. You know, totally. Football, and, and,
2: and then we have uh, you know December what second, December two at Wasted Grain. That's going to be our CD release. That's going to be the long-awaited working as antennas EP. Woo! Um, nice. Which is going to have five tracks. Uh, plus, if you pre-order it, we're going to put it out on the Tuesday before. For anybody who wants to pre-order it, you get a a free code to download um, a cover, which is uh, Bishop Briggs' cover uh, of River. We made it kind of rock. Very rock. I don't want to say kind of. We made it very rock. (laughs) And, uh, you know, this gentleman here, Joey, uh, really did a number for you folks, so... It's definitely worth listening
4: to. And you just said he was kind of rude. Like, this dude is so sweet to me right now. (laughs) No, he was just rude
1: to
2: me. Yeah. Well, you bring me money. Right, exactly. He brings me no money. He brought you pork and beer and mescal, though.
1: uh, Okay.
4: But did he he really? Did he bring it? No, I didn't. (laughs) These are other questions on the next podcast. I'm, I'm
2: totally, like, talking out of my anus right now. Completely out of the air. okay.
1: He, you're um, still mad that I totally ripped off Wampus without you knowing, and okay, well, I'm paying for that. Yeah. I understand it, that. It's I'm free. Okay. Ad-
4: it's free advertising, though. Free, I won't. It's exactly. also a rectal perspective. Oh
1: like, wow! Down. I'm not sure where that, that came from.
4: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he said it was pulling out of his anus. So, you know, and, yes.
0: and, and, and Wampus is so important even to the to this podcast because the the Juby take is just. Our observations on any specific topic that is happening, and I say our very graciously because you I'm, say you are know.
2: like a pirate, pretty much.
0: Our, <laughs> but um, this is
2: our perspective.
0: Before before we wrap up, I just want to I want I want to talk to the brothers here. No, our our, <laughs> no. our perspective. It, it still has to happen. I mean, as I mean, currently at the table, we're losing control. But okay. what, 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 I, as a big fan of Ebenezer, I'm very excited to hear you guys this next week. Absolutely, and it can't. It, it only makes me think of the song "Cattywampus" and a specific line that that uh, I added to to that bridge, and that we walk around this land with open hands, looking for change. And open hands is just supposed to represent if you're holding on to something, what you want it to be, what you think it can be, you're not going to be able to grab something lashing out for it. Yeah. And this band was in a point now that it was reaching to survive and if there wasn't an open hand there just to absolutely grab on to its last grasp it 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 could have died off it could have gone somewhere else or it wouldn't have landed in the exact hands that it's supposed to be and so as Ebenezer continues to walk around this land with open hands you guys will continue to grant that change and creating a lot more important music and important emotion and ultimately an amazing performance because that's what ebenezer is ebenezer on as an album does not represent the swing it doesn't represent what happens on the drums and the energy that happens inside of those rooms whiskey drunk nobody listens to whiskey drunk live and doesn't go straight to their bartender and say that they need another one in the
4: middle of the song you know
0: exactly. shouting while we're shouting yeah you know? and i've
2: always wanted why people stop listening and go to the bar.
0: And that makes well, perfect now sense. You know. It makes perfect sense. So you guys, I, I, I just want to say from from me to you three, you you band of brothers. Yes, yes absolutely. Wow. That you are absolutely the good ones. You are the people that we're looking Thank for. You. And you have now joined this raid that is going to absolutely take over the rest of the land. That's going to take over anybody's heart that this music falls upon. And is going to create that swing and create that uplift in their life. This progression we have at hand. This progression that we have at hand.
4: This progression will not stand, oh,
1: man.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's just I,
0: like
1: your opinion,
0: man.
4: <laughs> I tell
1: you, you know, I want to, I want to thank because we're gonna, we're gonna close it out here. Uh, I really want to thank you guys for, for coming. Our pleasure. You know, yes, Josh, Josh, Joey and jerry and jerry <laughs> 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 Zach, james brown That's
0: james, james brown,
1: brown. Uh, Zach, uh again great having you on our podcast my pleasure yes and adam once again you uh, you you brought it
0: absolutely because i like this